Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 111 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, we got a little bit of a shorter episode here. Only four bullet points on our list, but one of those bullet points is pretty insane. <laughs> um, and I, I think we'll both have a good amount to talk about with it. We'll get to that a bit later, I guess, um, because first we got the next cup that happened, if you didn't know. What this was, we'd mentioned it on our last show, um, just a little show match tournament between four of the teams in the Overwatch League. Um, little off-season tournament, Shanghai Dragons, Seoul Dynasty, Guangzhou Charge, and Dallas Fuel going at it. Um, and yeah, I mean, not too many surprises with the results besides maybe Dallas, I would say. Um but everyone always raises their expectations for Dallas <laughs> up by a lot <laughs> every season. So, um, but I, you, you got to give it to Dallas here, Joe. Despite going one and two, they ended up winning a game against Seoul. I mean, these are three really tough opponents, right, Joe? It's. I, I, I think people are sad that Dallas couldn't get a map against Guangzhou or Shanghai, but they they look good against Seoul and ended up beating them. Um, what are you? I guess we can start with Dallas overall. What? What were your thoughts on them this weekend, and do you think this bodes well, or, or are you scared, or what's happening? <laughs> it's valid questions, um, but you know, I mean, uh, when this when this tournament was announced, um, and they said uh, Dallas would be participating, uh, this was before um, before the regions for Overwatch League Season Four were announced. So there was speculation, oh, that um, Dallas was going to take uh, their roster um, uh, over to Korea and compete in the East Division. Uh, clearly, that didn't uh, that didn't happen, you know, as they announced it. Um, and in fact, they they said as much. I forget through what channel, but um, at the time they came out and said, you know, no, we're just uh, you know spending the off season here in Korea, but uh, we'll be back in in North America for the for the season. Um, but that being said, yeah, it was good to see uh, to an extent uh, how how Dallas sort of shakes out with some of these some of these other um, you know pretty pretty high quality teams. Um, from the Eastern Division, I think um, it's definitely important to realize um, how uh, relatively new this particular roster is together. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, um, getting assembled uh, basically whole cloth um, from this off season. Obviously, that definitely wasn't the case um, uh, for some of these other teams. Uh, obviously, um, I believe all three, uh, both Guangzhou and Shanghai and Seoul. Um, given a slightly different looks than we've seen, obviously with um, roster changes and that kind of thing since this offseason, but um, you, you, you know, there is there is that for sure. I'm sure Dallas has got some uh, some more work trying to get the players together in with the org um, and the, the coaching and all this kind of thing. Um, but, I mean, you know, as number one, just as a fan of, of all this kind of offseason, um, <laughs> this, this kind of offseason action is good. Um, um and it was, uh, you, you know, super, super well produced. All these kinds of things. Um, clearly, they've they've got a history of it. But, uh, but yeah, good to see the teams. I'm not, um, not not going to write Dallas off quite yet. Um, I, I still think, um, <laughs> yeah, they, they they may do well even still in that uh, that east eastern division. I think, or in the uh, North American division. I think, because um, uh, you know what, like we proved last season, these are some pretty tough teams already. But, um. But yeah, not not gonna write them off quite yet. Is sort of my my yeah. uh, 
conclusion from that. And you definitely shouldn't. Uh, Dallas Fuel fans who are panicking, don't panic. This was a preseason tournament here against three really good teams. So I think it's a good sign that they, they even took a game off Seoul, who obviously made made the grand finals last year. So, yeah, as far as the other three teams go, um, Guangzhou lost both their games to Seoul and Shanghai and beat Dallas, which... Is basically expected for Guangzhou. That's what they do. They they can't beat Shanghai and Seoul, but but they end up being Dallas and looking good against them. Seoul and Shanghai had a little bit of a. They both went two and one in the round robin stage, and then in the finals, uh, Shanghai ended up beating Seoul, which was revenge because uh, Seoul beat Shanghai in the round robin matchup. So yeah, that's pretty much expected i mean both seoul and shanghai still looking like the teams to be in the east um at least in this pre it's just a preseason tournament but still fun to watch and still cool to see some results out of these teams because we haven't in a while um but yeah up next is a experimental patch getting moved to live which we talked about on last episode joe do you want to remind the audience what those changes were yeah, absolutely. I don't uh, believe there were any changes um, that I can think of uh, from the experimental patch, but this was the experimental that touched uh, on Echo and Tracer and Zenyatta. Um, so, uh, again, Echo, her primary fire, ammo reduced from 15 to 12, um, and the focusing beam duration has been reduced from 2.5 uh, just to just 2 seconds. Uh, so notable there as far as um, um, DPS for the DPS character. Uh, Tracer got a um, nerf as well with her um, her primary fire drop-off range um, now begins at 12 meters instead of 13 and ends at 20 meters instead of 23. Uh, so I guess that part's technically a buff, but <laughs> it's uh, pretty negligible considering the other one. But um, a little, little bit more fall-off there for Tracer. Um, and Zenyatta uh, had his uh, Orbs of Harmony and Discord adjusted a little bit. Uh, their projectile speed reduced for both of them, so they'll move a little bit slower through the air. And the damage boost uh, the Discord provides actually reduced from 30% to 25%. Um, so you do 5% less extra damage um, than uh, used to. Yeah, nice changes. Um, yeah. But we got another we got another patch coming out soon too because of um, Lunar New Year stuff, which they're announcing. They just announced a new Ash or a new Ash skin today, and it's fantastic. Yep. Bob's Bob's a tiger. Yeah, it's a big big tiger like, but it's Bob because he's like a person, but he's got a tiger head. <laughs> oh yeah, it's That's amazing. Thing. Uh huh. Um, I forgot this was on a rundown, so I guess we could just get into that now. Yeah, Year of the Ox. <laughs> February fourth, so two days from today, we'll get we'll get Lunar New Year going. Um, and that skin looks. Uh, go check it out. <laughs> I don't know how they're so good at making skins. They're amazing. I mean, any Ash skin I feel like is amazing because of what what the limitless options of what you can make Bob into. Um, so yeah, Lunar New Year. It's it's one of my favorites. So uh, that'll be exciting. And that runs a little bit into BlizzCon Online, too, so that's exciting. Absolutely. Yeah, that's uh, like two weeks away, just about. Yeah, we're getting there. I can't wait. I cannot wait. 
Um, let's talk about the LA Valiant, Joe. I mean, this is our big story here, so I feel like let's just deep dive into this, basically. Um, if you haven't heard, uh, basically late last week, Los Angeles Valiant uh, posted a Microsoft Word type thing, um, Microsoft Paint maybe, um, who knows, uh, awful graphic, and a very vague statement. Um, they tweeted 2021 roster update with the graphics saying, we want to thank all the players and staff moving on today from the LA Valiant due to COVID-related visa issues as we prepare to compete in China this season. We've worked to facilitate the best available next step for our players and staff and wish them all the best moving forward. We look forward to having LA Valiant join NYXL in the Philadelphia Fusion and bringing more live Overwatch League content to the passionate fan base in Asia during this logistically challenging year. Um, when I, logistically when I, challenging indeed. <laughs> when I first saw this, Joe, I thought that I was missing something. I thought there was a post before this or something because it starts off we want to thank all the players and staff moving on today from the LA Valiant due to COVID-related visa issues. And they don't like name specifically who those people are. I was like, okay, are they going to? Eventually, they didn't. <laughs> um, no, they. But it turns out we found out from other people, not from them, that it's that there aren't specific people that have to move on, Joe. It's everyone is moving on from the LA Valiant. Whether you're on the coaching staff or players, you were moving on from the LA Valiant, um, which we got more info on uh, from Packing Ten himself, the coach of the LA Valiant, who posted a tweet longer, basically right after this was posted, um, thanking some people and basically revealing, yeah, the whole roster is not going to China. No one, no one is being retained. Everyone's leaving. Yeah, this is. <laughs> immediately a mess while at the same time a big mystery joe like i don't i'm confused how we got here with the la valiant um i really am because back on january 14th right when they right when overwatch league announced the separate divisions that was when that that we that was the day we found out that LA, LA Valiant was going to be in Asia. We found out New York and Philly were going to be there like in December, and we just find it feels like this whole thing just happened all of a sudden. Joe, do you, do you have any extra info besides me on how <laughs> why this is happening? I don't understand. Yeah, I, I think if. Uh... If one of us was going to have any extra info on it, it'd probably be you. But as a, but it's not as an employee of the league. But. I literally spent we spent like the last ten minutes of our meeting today just like <laughs> discussing what we thought happened because all we could do is speculate. We can't. I we literally don't know why this happened. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, it goes from if you look at the LA Valley Twitter pages, their their most recent tweet is this. Uh, 2021 roster update and the one after that is um <laughs> is uh the la valiant accounts um uh quote tweeting halo there again on the 14th saying uh, uh immortals gaming will continue to own the la valiant and we're excited about the opportunity to grow the brand the brand's global reach this year um which again is 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 technically true i guess maybe <laughs> That um, you know, supposedly, from from what I'm hearing, 
um, is yeah, they didn't sell the team, but it's just under new management, and they're also going to China, and they're also dropping all the coaches, and <laughs> players, and whatever. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's you know, it's funny, but it's also like sad. <laughs> like, I, really my sad. my heart goes out to these players. Um, um, particularly, uh, obviously the 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 new players who weren't able um, to play on an Overwatch League team um, until this season of the LA Valiant. Um, uh, you know, it's like uh, Adam, their main tank player, obviously coming up from Australia, was yeah. going to have a whole season there. Um, um, Agilities uh, had had signed with LA Valiant. Um, if I remember right, uh, it's come out since this announcement that um, he absolutely did have offers from other teams. Um, I forget which teams they were. Um, I know Vancouver was in discussion, but I think it may have that may have been. Um, denied by him or his agent or something but um uh we have been we won't be able to see kai uh, <laughs> uh is the other um particular rookie there but um but yeah in terms of like dick moves for for your <laughs> players i mean that's um to, to to do it at this particular time uh you know post um um that deadline of of having seven players on your roster like that's an issue um uh it, it, not not for the value but for the, for the players i mean um you know that uh, other teams are less interested in trying to pick people up now um uh it's just a whole mess and they didn't and they didn't get um uh, you know announcements or you know they didn't get you know acknowledgements really at all um yeah. was, you know not by name not by yeah, that's uh, also annoying. I, I don't know. That's that's the most annoying part to me is like, especially since their post makes it seem like they're going to tell us who the players are that are leaving. They're just so vague in the post. Um, it's like they don't, they just like are trying their hardest to avoid saying they dropped their entire roster. Um, and it's, it's just so, it's so annoying. It's just really annoying. And yeah, like you're saying, I think it's mostly timing because all these players just going to have a hard time finding new places to go to now, um, even though I think a lot of them deserve to, to be on teams. So I hope I hope a lot of them find new homes, even though like it's getting to the point where rosters are kind of finalized and people don't want to be spending more money at this point. So, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's such a weird situation and. Yeah, like you were saying, it's still going to be owned by Immortals. It's just going to be run by people in China, basically. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Another like aspect of it that's interesting is why they chose China instead of Korea, because both um, Philly and NYXL chose Korea, obviously. I, it's, it's interesting, and they also mentioned live events. Maybe they think China's the place to go for live events, but I think... In general, I, I get more of a feeling that maybe Korea's maybe a bit safer as far as COVID goes. So I don't know what's... <laughs> I don't know why they chose China. There's just so many layers to this story. Um, my only like guess at this point is there had to be some incentive for Valiant to want to go to Asia. And, it, and that incentive must have presented itself at the last second. Because... 
I don't know. They, I don't understand why they just suddenly dis, would decide to do this. And hope I really hope we get some article or some journalism, journalistic article or investigative piece that tells us what happened here. Because I, it's I'm clueless as to why they would make this move um, so late. There, there has to be a reason. There just yeah. has to be. Yeah, it's like we got all that reporting on. Um... Uh, on the Vancouver Titans back when all that was happening um, like that's the that's the kind of thing you need mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it's the kind of thing what you need with this just to be able to put make any kind of sense of it mm-hmm. um, and obviously yeah. there's rumors going around now of you know who's um, yep. uh, you, you know who are they going to pick up now it sounds like we'll make it some um, some returning faces to the league potentially but yeah um, Halo's yeah. got some rumors um, but yeah, if you're an LA Valley fan, definitely expect a full Chinese roster at this point. I, I, I every all signs point to that. Um, but yeah, there are a bunch of Halos tweeted out a bunch of rumored people like Crystal and um, Waya and Silver and all these people. So we'll we'll see who they end up getting uh, pretty soon. I'm assuming. So I, I imagine the league is pushing hard for them to get this going as they are very much below the minimum right now with zero people on their team. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the, yeah. In the meantime, it's just a matter of, you know, what in the world, uh, you know, forget the team, forget the players, but like, what's the, what's the organization going to be like in, in, in the season? I mean, cause they're not, um, you know, they've pretty, pretty well alienated their Western support. Um, at this point, it's certainly the the vocal Twitter Western support that they have. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know, and and it's I don't know, and it's an uh, awful situation because you're an LA team, LA Valiant, and there's another LA team, the LA Gladiators. So there's a team that your fans can easily just hop onto the hop on the other bandwagon here. Uh, so. That's also rough. I th- and I don't know, like even teams like Philly and New York, I-, I think New York less so because they are practically a Korean team at this point. But um, like Philly, I think did way better. Obviously, they announced it right when they knew they were going to do it. And their fans, I mean, that obviously would be a little upset that they basically can't watch um, games live unless they want to ruin their sleep schedule. But I don't know. They're handling it a lot better. Obviously, Philly is consistently a very good team. It's rough for the Valiant at this point. And I, it's weird to me that this is going to happen this year. And then next year, they're going to come back to L.A. And what's going to like, they're going to expect just everything to be back to normal. But I don't know if the fans are going to be that forgiving. Um, and yeah. they, and they, I don't know if they can keep the Chinese players either. They're probably going to sign them all to one-year contracts and then just get a new team again next year. It's just going to be so interesting. I, I really want to know where Packing Ten's going as well because he definitely deserves um, a job somewhere. I think he maybe mentioned Valorant a bit in his twit on his Twitter and Twit longer, so maybe Valorant. Who knows? It, I mean, it, it, I would be so sad if he left for Valorant, unfortunately. Um, because of this move, uh, the Overwatch would lose a great coach. 
Uh, but yeah, anything else to say about this whole situation? I'm sure we'll get more news down the line. Yeah, I hope we do. Um, like you're saying, you try to try to clear some stuff up for us. <laughs> yeah, I, I know there there are some great journalists and they'll watch space. So I, I have a feeling something will happen. Um, Jacob Wolf's even even follows Overwatch very closely. He's a great journalist. So someone's gonna get it. I know there will. But yeah, that's our big story for the day, basically. We got a couple little things here and there to finish off the show. But um, yeah, San Francisco Shock started their own um, merch store because Overwatch League's contract with Fanatics is ending, or has ended. So teams can now officially um, have their own little shops, and San Francisco Shock, I think, is the first team to do so. Are there any more, Joe? That's the only one I've seen so far. Uh, I've seen lots of different teams, um, you know, alluding to uh, that they're they're gonna they're gonna start their merch store. Uh, I know from Florida and Philly and, and teams like that. Uh, I don't know that I've specifically seen another one that's already launched, but um, but yeah, evidently that's just fair game now. Yeah, um, and they are selling the windbreakers that their players wore from last season. I have one since I get to work since I'm working with Uprising. I would highly recommend my windbreaker is one of my favorite things. It's so comfy. It's so cool. I love it. So if you're a Shock fan, definitely get one of those. Um, and I hope more teams start selling them too because I think that was the coolest piece of new gear that just ended up never going on sale on Fanatics. So uh, yeah check that out hopefully more teams soon and then um blizzcon online of course happening in uh two weeks or so two-ish weeks two and a half at this point um and they announced their uh they usually every year they'll have a virtual ticket of course everything's virtual this year so um any ticket is a virtual ticket i guess (laughs) but um yeah, they they once again have once you when you get the virtual ticket, you usually get a bunch of loot throughout all Blizzard games. Um, they have that this year again, even though it's not a virtual ticket. They just have a little bundle you can get with, with different tiers, basically, um, and some really cool Overwatch stuff in those tiers. You got some golden loot boxes and stuff like that. Um, but they usually have a skin, right, Joe and. The one year they had like a BlizzCon Winston, which I still have and wear on my Winston pretty often. Uh, but this year they have a StarCraft uh, Reinhardt skin. Um, R- Reinhardt, I guess you call it. Um, his name's Raider. Is that is is that the character's name in StarCraft? Uh, the little video says Jim Raynor. Jim uh, Raynor. Yeah. I have yeah, no Raynor. idea about StarCraft lore, Maybe. but that's that sounds right. <laughs> I literally only know Jim Rayner from playing Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> so, oh, there you go. Not StarCraft. Uh, <laughs> even though I have played StarCraft once or twice. Um, but yeah, Jim Rayner. Uh, Reinhardt skin, which I think is really cool. I, I like it. Even though I don't, I haven't played StarCraft, it still looks really cool. It's basically like a spacesuit type thing. Um, so yeah, I guess if you're a big Blizzard fan and you play other games blizzard games you also get a bunch of hearthstone heroes of the storm and warcraft stuff you actually get 30 days free of warcraft with it so if you want to get into war world of warcraft then this is a good bundle for you as well yeah Uh, but yeah um we got nothing else on our list this is one of our shortest probably our shortest episode joe yeah, maybe. It's definitely, <laughs> definitely good to touch on this stuff, um, like we were saying at the yeah. right before we started the show. 
Um, yeah. Even though it's I think, short. I think the LA Valiant thing deserved its own podcast on its own. If that was the only thing on our list, I would have been like, yeah, we should still just <laughs> talk about it before it's too late. Basically, we should get into it. Um, yeah. But yeah, hopefully we'll have more news. I mean, I'm, we'll definitely have more news this month. So uh, with BlizzCon Online coming, that'll be exciting. And uh, some more LA Valiant news in the future as well and stuff like that. So definitely... Keep your eyes peeled for some more episodes this month, and uh, hopefully, hopefully a schedule announcement. They usually do that at BlizzCon, so hopefully something like that for Overwatch League as well. That'd be nice. Um, and we'll start getting into team previews and stuff like that once we know when the season's starting. I guess we can plan that out too, Joe. Yeah, absolutely. We'll just work backwards on the calendar. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you want to follow us on our Twitters, mine's at JWGeorgeIV. Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. That's INC. Our show Twitter is at On The Flank Show. You can tweet at us or email us on the flank show at gmail.com if you have any questions, topics you'd like us to talk about. Thank you guys for listening, um, and we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>